Hey guys, welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is Season 2, Episode 19, Through the Decades. So excited. I know. So, <laughs> last week's episode, uh, we did hold true. We said that we were going to look into the decades to try to figure out our favorite decade as it relates to our craft of crochet and knitting. Um, so... I suck at projects like this because I can't just pick one decade. <laughs> I picked three. Points. I.e. I, or not because I didn't follow the instructions whatsoever. That's okay. Um, but I guess just some interesting things as I went back and looked like knitting's been around, I think, forever. Like literally dates back BC. We've talked about that, I think, in the past. But mm-hmm. so like narrowing that down to a 10 year period is. It's a wee bit tough. Um, now, yeah. I can't research back and be like, ah, oh, right here, 122 BC, December, they had this new knitting pattern out and it was off the hook. Like, I don't know. I can't, you know, clearly there's nothing really that dates back that far pattern wise. But yeah. I will say uh, the 1920s, the roaring 20s is when knitting really became like high fashion. Wow. Okay. Men and women wore, like, knitted sweaters. But in the 20s, Coco Chanel took to several knitting patterns and really, like, jacked it right up the trendiness. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have expected that, actually. Uh, oh, I was like, well, who would have thought? So um, I thought that was pretty cool. So as far as the 20s go, that's a pretty big knitting year. Uh, the 50s. My next big year, which in general, the 50s and 60s, I just always love that era of clothing. Like, T-length yeah. shirts and modest, or more modest, I should say, um, hemlines and necklines. And just not everybody's skin all up in your face like it is now. Just, yeah. like, I don't know. I loved those era. But in the 50s, uh, that is when synthetic fiber and yarn first made its debut in knitting and it became more of a hobby because like they had big knitting machines that can do all of that knitting that's the difference i guess between you know knitting and crochet there's not a crochet machine to my knowledge is there no well there is one that is close to it um but it's like a big like commercial industrial machine so it's not like you know, one that someone would have in their home <laughs> necessarily. But as far as I am aware, there's only one machine. Okay. I, I didn't think there were any because it's not, I mean, knitting, aside from like knitting by hand, you know, there's straight needles, there's circular needles. You can knit in a loom. You can knit on these giant like weaving board things that are also semi-industrial looking, but look really like, if I ever win the lottery and have an exorbitant amount of money that I can just throw away at things. in the yarn <laughs> line, our spinning wheels, um, we will also have... I don't, have you seen those big, like, weaving looms where they've got the big wood, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, super old school as far as the technology of what's happening there, but... I mean, it would be crazy to just have one of those in my house. It'd be like a piano. A piano would be nice, but who's got space for that? Not not me. Yeah. Um, so the 50s, okay. That one I thought was pretty cool. 
Um, and then in the 60s, I mean, just feel like yarn really made really an impact on the 60s in general. But sweater coats were a big thing. And uh, they would knit sweaters, but also wear super ornate scarves. And I'm not a scarf person because uh, I just don't like things around my neck, really. But, yeah, uh, I mean, big fancy scarves, I think I could go with. Um, so the 60s, yeah, I really feel like, I mean, if I had to, the 20s or the 60s, I still can't pare it down to one. Um, thinking about the big scarves, what was that picture that went around? Was it Lenny Kravitz that had that giant yes. scarf that looked like a room rug? <laughs> totally. And it was, yes, like, like worse than what people consider the blanket scarves. I know we've got a co-worker yeah. of past worlds that used to wear kind of some big, like, blankety, but they weren't knit. Those were almost, like, just fabric. Like a floor or something, Yeah. Okay, yeah, and I, I mean, I know that was a big trendy thing, but to me, again, I can't even, gosh, I'm such a maniac, I can't even wear t-shirts that are, like, too high in the neck, I feel, I just feel like everything chokes me. That's uh, Lucas, he's the same way. Oh, I hate it, like, the other day, so the other day, I took an old t-shirt, I like to mow, we've talked about it, I sing my heart out, but it's getting a little warmer here, uh, so I took an old t-shirt, cut the sleeves off, and tried to just wear it to mow, but literally was like I was being strangled. So I had to cut the neckline and then cut kind of like a triangle downward. And I don't care what it looks like. I've got to be able to breathe while I'm mowing. So I tell Lucas, I feel it in my soul. It kills me. Kills me. I have a family member who this past winter asked me to make her an infinity scarf. And I could you make it a little longer, though? She was like, because... I just don't want it to be right up against my neck. And I said, yeah, that's fine. And then she was like, I'm pretty sure I was hanged in a past life. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Make sure it's not too snug. Yeah. I don't know. I say that too. I'm like, if there's such thing as a past life, I probably died in a fire or something because I am petrified of fires. Oh. I mean, I have a fireplace, but like, I am afraid of electrical fires. And, um, I, I mean, I'm just afraid of dying in a fire. <laughs> yeah. Storms and stuff. I don't like fires. I don't know that there's anything specific I'm afraid of dying of. I'm just afraid of death in general. Like, we could jump down a whole different uh, episode on that. But the yeah. thought of it literally makes me hyperventilate to know that one day... There is going to come a day and I am probably going to die. See, I can't even say it for real. I say the word probably. You won't even know, though. You'll be so old and so, like, probably. Uh, out I then, I, hope just, I don't know, freeze me and wake me up down the road, make a movie. We'll call it something. I'm not sure what, but. Uh, here so here. the 70s. <laughs> but, uh, what decade did you land on here? I, the 70s. I'll follow up your, your 60s with the 70s. Um. So, big time for granny squares in the 70s. Uh, when I did my research, three of the 70s. One, the granny squares. Two, um, the oranges and browns um, and um, greens. And three, the uh, afghans that you throw on the back of the couch. Yes, because tell me, which I'm making right out there. 
those are still, those are like my favorite pattern to make of blankets. That's what my temperature blanket is. Well, but okay, think back to any, like, anyone that lived from the 70s forward, you either had a granny square afghan or you had that ripple mm-hmm. afghan the back of your couch, Roseanne. Yeah. It, I mean, it, who didn't have it? And you probably had some furniture that had wooden uh, armrest also. Yeah. At one point, everybody did. It's uh, but it's funny you mentioned the yarn colors because out of all that estate yarn that I got, um, a lot of the skeins that are new are like a variegated greens and browns, but like a super 70s ish, mm-hmm. not good greens and browns at all. Uh, more like you know, your olive, and then I mean, just odd, odd pairings of. Yeah, colors for those decades, but the granny squares are making a comeback now. I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually just bought a pattern for a granny square sweater right before we got on the podcast. Well, and you and made I... a granny square top. Was that last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes, I loved yeah. that neon. Um, one of these days, maybe. Actually, funny that we even talk about that because um, Caroline from Craft Parenting podcast we were just kind of messaging a little bit before that in our group which if you're not in uh beep 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 you can join us at the needles hooks and dirty looks podcast year-long stitchathon group on facebook uh but caroline was saying she's working on granny squares right now as well mm-hmm. um and i mean jeff has only been harassing you now for probably like six months because he spotted the stupid picture of the Granny square christmas tree and has really been hooked on it since so one of these days i'm gonna have to learn the granny square uh even though i don't crochet but i might have to try but i feel it's just such a versatile you can make i mean you made a shirt a sweater you could make a and or a bag or there's a lot of things i feel like that you could do with that you can yeah there it's yeah you can make all kinds of stuff with it you just have to you know sew together but they even have different that you can use to connect them together too. Oh, my fair blanket. I was actually going to do that. I was going those together with like some fancy stitch. And then I was like, no, (laughs) because I was like, let me just stick to what I know because I haven't practiced any of those by trying something that I shouldn't have done yet. Not on a fair project. Yeah, I, I, I've talked about it in the past. I'm terrible at trying to stitch things up because it's like it makes it all tight and wonky and you can see the stitches. Like, it's not clean at all. Um, So that wouldn't work for me. I was actually looking at something yesterday, a different way to try to weave in your ends. Oh, okay. I've never really been taught any formal way and I can't even give credit to the proper people because... I don't remember which group it was in that I happened to scroll past and see it. But somebody commented with a video and the lady used like a contrasting, like it was maybe like a gray knitted piece and she used red yarn to do like weaving that in so that you could see the contrasting color. Mm-hmm. He did it was like kind of like figure eights around the existing loops. So that way it it still had the same elasticity like in the fabric of of the knit um so i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna get that around oh. i thought about- yeah well uh, and if you find the video post it like maybe in the group or something because even though i don't knit like i'd be really interested to see it because it might be something that i could use for crochet too 
Yeah, I'm going to, okay, I'll try to find it. She talked about smiles and rainbows because the knit stitches, <laughs> I know it's like a vibe. I love it already. <laughs> right up my um, but she'd be like, okay, you're going to go up through this smile and down and find your rainbow here to go through, like, or whatever it was. But it was very, uh, I don't know, easy to follow, I guess. And like, the fact that she used a bright yet red yarn contrast, the light gray was like, I mean, nice what you were doing. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give that a go. Um, so I don't know. That's interesting though. On the granny squares. The 10 stitch blanket knitters get pretty crafty like that. Like, I'm still working on this forever 10 stitch blanket. I go because it's kind of like a when I get bored, I'll work on it here and there project. Mm -hmm. It's basic though, it's the regular basic 10 stitch pattern everybody starts with. But some of the ladies would be like, Oh, I got bored with the 10 stitch. Here's my 10 plus 10. And they're literally working two different sets of needles, 10 stitches on each needle. It's a little much for me. Some of the Sounds like it. Ladies get like, okay, socks. They will do like two up or toe up, whatever, two at a time though. So like on the set of circular needles, two different socks. And then you'll see some of these ladies that literally must have started knitting at a very young age and maybe haven't have been stay-at-home moms their whole life to where they've had a lot of time to be able to focus on knitting socks because they'll take pictures and they're knitting like i i about cussed there sorry everyone <laughs> do not prime time <laughs> i shit you not they'll have like six pairs of socks on their needles at one time and like that's a their machine how do you even keep that straight like i darn without having like yarn vomit and throw up and knots Six pairs of socks on a set of needles that is out of control, ladies. Out of control. When I'm crocheting, I have to weave in my ends as I'm going because it drives me insane seeing unweaved ends. I can't do it. I know some people like to wait until the very end and then they weave them all in at once. And I'm like, no, 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 I have to do it. Okay. My biggest ones I always have to do are like, I, the way that I cast on... I only know one cast on. I know that sounds lame, but I've never bothered to learn another because I do what's called a long tail cast on. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of a bitch because you have to do a little bit of guesswork. Suppose you need to cast on 200 stitches for a temperature blanket per se. Mm -hmm. You just got to hope you start out with enough yarn because you have to pull so much out to start before you make your first slip knot. And then you use the tail and the working yarn to cast on your first row of stitches. Oh. So if you suppose don't guess right on, on your tail, you might get to like 167 stitches and guess what? You're out of tail. You got, you got nothing. So does it sometimes give you an idea of like how much you would need? Like would it say maybe like a tail of 36 inches or anything like that? negative ghostwriter so jeez oh, there's a working theory in some of the knitting groups that for every like 20 stitches you wrap it around your fist two times and like i i don't i don't know about that kind of measuring but i will tell you sometimes it works out to where it's magical and you're like 
holy Toledo, I've got like a two inch tail left and I got the perfect number of stitches. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Times you're casting on you get like a 67 and bust and then you're like all right it's okay i'm gonna rip it back out just pull out some more i'm gonna start over and then you're like cool 184 bust and then you're like all right it's okay third time's charm and then you're going now and then like 17 times later i'm like i swear on all things holy if it's not right this time you're just having an odd number of stitches i don't care right and I haven't found a way around that yet. And I'm well oh. working into year two of it being a knitter here. So it's it's not seeming hopeful. Um, I don't know. So that's that's the long tail cast done. Uh, so maybe somebody's got a better method out there. <laughs> it's Jeff. I mean, it, you know, it gets Jeff when I have to rip anything out. He it's not his time spent knitting it. So I'm not sure why it bothers him so much, but. He can only watch me rip something out so many times before he's like, please stop. Stop ripping that out. What are you doing? Like, it really gets to him. He just doesn't understand. Uh, Eric sometimes will be like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> Quit being a perfectionist. But, I mean, it, the things that we see, though, he can't see. Or, you know, somebody who doesn't knit or crochet maybe not see it or be able to pick out some of the imperfections but i can and you better believe i'm going to see it every time i see whatever piece that is yes like it stands out like it's been painted over with a highlighter i feel it's like. haunting me <laughs> it absolutely is um changing gears but this is totally something i wanted to make sure we talk about tonight yeah did you get to jump down the rabbit hole oh my gosh let me tell you okay so eric and i took a walk when i got home from work and i was telling him about it <laughs> and he's also very interested um Both thing is well. crazy. so okay and shout out to my sister tiffany because she thoroughly enjoys these these same rabbit holes here this one is an ongoing currently developing getting deeper by the day rabbit hole and if you just want to jump down with us to the land of crazy please go to facebook and look up dusty mckisson or dustin mckisson um dustin mckisson dad dusty mckisson father anything like that you're gonna roll across this because it's kind of trending a little i guess you could say if you want to call a serial killer trending i guess i don't know i don't know that that's oh. but but the true crime world though <laughs> is what we're talking about yes the whole thing is crazy so this mm -hmm. poor guy has a just wild childhood and past but Long story short, believed his dad is a serial killer. It, it is believed that his dad is a serial killer who is, I mean, it's not someone of the past that's died that we're talking about. Someone like legit alive now and out there in the world, I believe. Uh, but just, I don't know, man. Um... And I, I, I need to really get on there, too, because I need some more information. Also, like, are the authorities involved? And where is this guy? And <laughs> you know what well, I mean? like, I need all kinds of information. I want to say I read and see it's, it's all run together now because, OK, here's the problem. Uh, my sister does work a lot of night shift. And so a lot of times I'll get these messages from her and it'll literally be like rabbit hole and then a link. 
but it might be three in the morning when I see it. And so sometimes I'm reading this stuff in the middle of the night when I'm up and just can't sleep well, but then I, it all kind of runs together in the morning. But at some point, like I read that the dad was in Edmonton, maybe like Alberta. Okay. Canada. Yes. Uh, and some authority okay. involved there, I believe. But this gentleman and his wife are like coming full out with a story. He's got a twin brother he didn't know he had. He's got this. Yes, and I need information about that too. Where was the brother? How come he didn't know? Uh, (laughs) In Arizona, he said this guy was in Utah. Um, The brother, I don't know, is not good, I don't think, is maybe in with the dad on some things. Oh my gosh, he's so crazy. Um, Things like arsony and or arson, larceny, maybe I'm combining that word, I don't know, but either way, uh, I, I don't know, just a whole, whoo, like, you're gonna need a solid 20 minutes to a half an hour at least to sleuth this out on Facebook or LinkedIn, he's got something on LinkedIn, which is kind of odd because I don't see LinkedIn as the type of place for all of that, but right, there, uh, the whole thing is just crazy, and it's like a like I said, it's like a currently developing thing. So uh, you're not too late to the game to join in and read up on on the madness. But man, he said, this guy said he was listening to a podcast about these, something called the Keddie Cabin murders that happened in California where like this family of people, I guess it was the basis of the movie, The Strangers, but he said that his dad always told this story, like he remembers as a kid, um, that he came up on a car accident and it was a family of four people in the car and somehow their throats got cut in this car accident, which to me, that's red flags. I'm like, right, that's not a car accident. <laughs> uh, I'm picturing what was the, it was at 13 Ghost, the old movie where they all got cut by the cable, scary movie. Was it? Or was was it it Ghost Ship? Maybe it was Ghost Ship. I can't remember, but that's what I'm picturing in my head. Like, that doesn't happen in a car wreck. So, fast forward, dude's listening to this podcast about these cabin murders. uh, Right in the vicinity of, like, where his dad would have been and would have been working remotely. And murdered four people in this family in this cabin. uh, Slit their throats. So, the... One family member that survived this attack had told the police and authorities at the time, uh, which I believe was like the 80s, perhaps, uh, they drew a sketch out of what this person looked like. When you go to his Facebook page, it's he has a picture of his dad side by side with this sketch. And man, I'd lay a wager that it's his dad. And that was technology in the 80s of drawing this sketch out. So mm-hmm. like, I would totally say it's him. Uh, based just on the picture, if we're going solely off of that, I mean, it looks pretty, pretty similar. So I don't know. There's just a, I mean, it's a deep. Eric and I's first date was to the drive-in to watch the movie Strangers or the Strange, and we maybe made it like ten minutes into the movie, not very long. And I got on my phone to see, like, what the rest of the movie was about because it was like, I don't think this is a movie that ends well. Like, 
because you know how sometimes like like it works out in the end like there's a crazy serial killer whatever but they catch him and whatever people live i did not have a good feeling that these people were going to live and so i googled it and sure enough like i read the plot on it and i was like okay we need to go because i'm not gonna watch this and that was our first date and (laughs) oh he's like really you don't want to watch it i was like no we need to find something else to do and so the banana banana split festival was going on at the same time so we went to the banana split festival (laughs) funny i can't i don't know man i'm not good with i'm just not good with scary movies no me either it's weird because I laugh at these memes and I see them all the time. Um, that's like, oh, can't do a scary movie, but turns on serial murder podcast and falls right to sleep. That is 100% me. I well, can turn it on Dateline. I can turn it on the ID channel or Forensic Files or mm-hmm. that and it not phase me a bit, which is crazy because that is real life stuff. Like, all yeah. stories. Um but give me like, I don't know what's the one where they're in the caves and the caverns and there's like all the descendant maybe or there's these creepy figures and it's this girl group and they're going hiking and they're going down in these caverns and there's like creatures of the never seen daylight down in there with them. Oh no. The Descent, maybe? I don't know. I'm going to have to look at that one. That's pretty scary. And it, it is clearly not real. And I don't know why it should scare mm-hmm. me, but it... Well, when it comes to, like, the slasher horror movies, I think for myself and probably for a lot of people, like, we like to hear the... How did it happen? How did the person get caught? Like, kind of the science and the legalities and all that behind it. And, like, what did they screw up that got them caught? And that kind of thing. I, like, hmm? Decided, uh, right. Yes, you're right. I don't like seeing human suffering. I don't like seeing people screaming and begging for their life and things. Like, I like the, I like the scientificness of it and seeing, like, how now they're catching these people with like the ancestry DNA stuff and stuff like, you know, just things that you would have never thought of and things that maybe people did 30 years ago. And they're like, Oh, they'll never catch me for this. And now she is catching up with them. Yes. You know? well, what's that? The golden state killer. Yep. Or- mm-hmm. Same with that. Michelle Martinko. Oh, um, I- she was killed. In a mall parking lot, um, like right before Christmas, like December, I don't know, like 21st, 22nd, 23rd, something like that, um, in the 70s, I'll say maybe, gosh, I don't, I don't know the details of that right now, um, but she was there doing like some Christmas shopping, there's a bunch of kids from school for the longest time that it was her ex-boyfriend, who still was... I don't know that I want to say the word obsessed, but crushed that they were not together anymore. Oh. Break up well. And they thought that it was him for the longest time they killed her. Like 30 years, they thought it was him. No, it was some guy who was not associated with her at all from um, who happened to be there and stabbed her to death in her car. Um, yeah, but so, I mean, and then he got caught because 
somebody in his family or something had done like a ancestry DNA test or whatever. And they ran DNA that they got off of her clothes from the mall that night against that DNA profile and found like a cousin or something of his um, and found him. And it was just crazy to watch the police video of them telling him that they knew that it was him. And it it was just very bizarre. But um, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, A lot of people have covered that case. I know Crime Weekly has. And um, gosh, I know A&E did. I don't remember what show it was, but I watched it on there also. But it's a good one. We'll have to check that out. He kept saying, well, we'll have to see what the DNA says. We'll have to see what the DNA says. And the cop's like, that's what I'm telling you. We have your DNA. (laughs) And is a match. So. Uh, Yeah. But the trial was also so infuriating because they had evidence that me points to um, he probably had done it to other people also. uh, But admissible in court like he had um so michelle martinko was blonde and he had like google searches that said something like strangling blondes or killing blondes or something like that that was googled you know way after the 70s there was no google in the 70s so right why way more recent than that so i'm like oh i feel like this is a serial killer i don't think he's done this once Oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, like I said, Tiff sent that to me. I fell down the hole and decided I would also... I know you love a good rabbit hole, but man, yeah. if listening, it's just... It was just a crazy situation and story. And if you like that kind of thing, might as well jump on the train here and follow along because I just feel like it's about to still get crazier. Yeah, I'm going to get on there later tonight um, and look at it look at the post because i you sent me so far yes it is it is crazy um dirty look of the week this week Mm -hmm. not to a specific person but just in general about our economy here in the u.s and i'm not going to get political i'm giving the dirty look of the week to rent prices um They're out of control these days, man. We are potentially looking to change locations of where we live. Um, and perhaps to another state. Who knows? But just looking. I've been looking nonstop. As again, I said, I don't sleep a lot. So uh, I'm up at like 3 in the morning on Zillow looking at all the... Half the time I look at ridiculous houses that I can't even think about affording. Like... Just for giggles, sometimes I'll sort it to, like, high to low. Mm-hmm. And then look at, like, five bedrooms plus. Or, you know, just ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Because um, it's fun to dream. But just in, in general, like, some of these will be, like, a two or three bedroom house. 900 square feet, which is nothing, nothing. I don't even know how you fit three bedrooms in a 900 square foot house with one and a half bath i don't even know how you fit all that in there but anyhow right uh straight up two thousand dollars a month twenty four hundred a month now there's some areas where you can find some decent things that are big like man one area we were looking but it it is not geographically located where i need to be located Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it would put me probably an hour out of my way, to be honest, which is just not feasible. But for the same amount of money or less, it is straight up like a six bed, six bath house with walking onto the beach access. But it's you're so further away from everything that it's that's why cheaper. So right. I'm just giving them the dirty look this week because I've spent probably like two hours a day just looking at houses yeah and not a day i should say a night two hours of less sleep a night (laughs) looking at houses and i just get i get so angry because i'm like man like there's no way there's no way and then some of them um we're looking potentially to rent for the first year at least to make sure we know the area and like it blah 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 um but some of the requirements are like Credit score above 9,000 <laughs> of first month, last month, every month in between, and a two-month deposit. Dogs are okay, but if they blink, need another $2,000 a month. I mean, it's it's crazy. I don't, I don't know what world people are living in these days, but clearly I'm not in the same one. So I'm just frustrated with that. I'm giving them my dirty look this week. Do you have a dirty look you'd like to give? Hmm. No. <laughs> I don't think I not not safely. Okay. <laughs> I mean I do, but probably not for the not for the world. <laughs> probably. I would also like to give a dirty look to Starbucks who keeps raising raising their prices. I understand inflation and supply chain and just the world is getting everybody, but I really love your coffee, Starbucks. And unless you're going to sponsor this podcast, I need you to pipe it down on your prices a bit, please. Uh, yeah. Hashtag sponsor us or don't. And <laughs> I don't know. I was actually thinking about making myself some coffee this evening because I, well, I want to work on my temperature blankets tonight. And I have a true crime documentary that I want to watch tonight. <laughs> coffee uh, right now. And, well, I was like, I better not because I have not slept good the last couple nights. And the eye twitch is starting to come back. Oh, no. I was like, I just need probably a good night's sleep, honestly. I do, too, because I know we're going to have a video call tomorrow for Mm -hmm. the uh, operation workplace. And... Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm always just looking like a train wreck on those things. I know we don't do them often, but when we do, I don't know. I'm just always feeling pretty loud and like, whoa, Brittany couldn't have really done anything better to present herself on camera today. I've given up with doing them here at the house. I have to go into the office for them because my house is a hot mess when I'm trying to do anything productive. So. <laughs> Luckily, mine's okay. I mean... You know, Liza doesn't bark. She, I mean, you could come in and rob this place blind and she'd probably not get out from under the blanket she sleeps under. So it's pretty low key as far as that goes here. I just, I hate being on video. I hate being on I video too. So there's that. But I, I don't know. Hopefully I get some sleep tonight too. I've just been having very wild, vivid dreams. Um... And the kind of dreams, I don't know if this ever happens to you, where, like, suppose you wake up and get up and get a drink of water in the night and you lay back down. And then when you fall back asleep, you're right back where you left off in the dream. 
don't know if that's really weird, but that's I haven't been sleeping good for like three weeks, man. It has been tearing me up. I rarely remember any of my dreams, but I typically, like as soon as my pillow, I usually fall asleep really quick. If Eric does not come to bed at the same time as me. <laughs> I mean, he usually... I thought he's, he's on the or whatever. I just struggle, like, if I wake up because I need water or i got to pee or whatever, then from there on, it's... Shoot, the other night I got up at, like, 1 and did, couldn't go back to sleep until after 4. And oh, then what sucks, it gets after 4, and I get up at 6, so... Then I'm really sleeping good and it's time to get up, you know, and I don't know. But I also feel like a lot of my best ideas and happenings seem to happen in the middle of the night. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a quiet. Everybody's asleep. I can look things up. I can check yeah. into this. Bed. I can complain about the cost of living in other states. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a good time. Our, our cat Twister, he has never scared to sleep in our room before but for some reason like the last couple weeks he is now demanding to sleep in the room and if we lock him out of the bedroom he just meows at the door until you let him in um but then like i usually sleep with my hair in a bun and the entire time like he will be swatting at it or messing with it or biting it or something i'm like dude this is not working out (laughs) (laughs) you're not a good roommate My mother-in-law used to have this cat, and he was a beast. His name was Garfield, and he was like a, like, I don't know if he really was a Maine Coon cat or not, but, I mean, he looked like one. He was Mm -hmm. huge, charcoal gray with the big hair around his face, like, yeah. but this thing weighed like 50 pounds. I mean, he was a hoss. Mm -hmm. He also was not a good sleeper, and so we had to watch him one time while they were on vacation, which was fine, super good cat. But, like, we lay down, we get ready to bed. This dude's, like, in the blinds, both paws up, folding them down in half, like, looking out the window like a, like a human would. <laughs> and we're like, what? And then, I mean, I don't know. He was just wild like that in the nighttime. Why? Like, absolutely no sleeping will be had with that cat around. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand why you're behaving this way but he does he just he meows at the door and then you let him in and then he just then you after like an hour of begging him to please go sleep you have to put him back outside and then he just meows I'm like you're just gonna have to be out there and meow like I don't know right I don't know what to tell you right go sleep on the couch or something like you can't be in here chewing on my hair (laughs) you just can't boy Oh, I do love him. He's such he's such a big furball. Like so yes. Twister uh here looks like he weighs like 70 pounds. <laughs> I have no idea how big he is. But, I will need to weigh him, yeah. He is I mean not not at all. It's all fur. It's all fluffy mm-hmm. just baby lovey fur. Uh He's such a ham, too, because if you ever stop petting him, he will absolutely, like, take his paw and be like, hello, hi, you were petting me, and now you're not. I'm going to tap on you so that you could just pet me some more. Um, I mean, he is a child, for real. We've had him since he was born, literally. We had his mom, and he was a kitten that we kept from her litter of kittens. And um, 
he's always been carried like a baby and held like a baby and loved on like a baby. So as far as he is concerned, he is an actual baby. <laughs> as far as I treated like it. I do love him. Um, if we mentioned it earlier, if you haven't, you really should join us. It's a fun group. Uh, you don't have to be making anything temperature related. Um, that's what actually someone was discussing earlier in there. You know, maybe next year they're going to jump on the temperature train with us. But in the meantime, just sharing fun projects of what we're working on now. And I don't know, just hanging out with a good group of folks in there. There's, I don't know, what, 155 maybe people in our, in our group, I think. Is that right? I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't looked but you can find it on Facebook. It is Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast, your long stitchathon. Uh, it's a private group, but you I mean it's visible to where you can see it. Um, so find us on there. Uh, or come back here next week. Tell us if you pick up this story and if you I don't know, who knows what'll even pop up on all of it by next week. Um, I did look though to make sure it wasn't like some kind of a Oh, it's actually just a plot for a new movie coming out. Oh, got you all. No, it's not. Um, so for the record, I did scope that at least out. It's it's pretty valid, I feel. Okay. Um, but yeah. So otherwise, join us back here next week. Tell us if you looked it up. You can find us on Instagram, uh, or you can find us on Facebook or TikTok. I haven't posted on TikTok for a while. I need to do that more often. Uh, but either way, those are all at Needles Hooks DL. Um, we want you to find us. Tell us what your favorite decade is. Are you grooving in the 70s with Sarah or are you back in the roaring 20s with me uh, and Coco Chanel? I don't know. You you can't go wrong either way. <laughs> Literally any of those decades, it would have been cool to be a part of. So I agree. Yeah. You cannot go wrong either way. But we look forward to your feedback. Tell us what you love. Um, So I don't know. Go back and listen to old episodes or join us here for the new one next week. Yep. Bye.